again, recommend a healthy dose of uh, psilocybin mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> three weeks ago, two of my friends and I went to a ranch in Fredericksburg, Texas, and took what Terrence McKenna calls a heroic dose. <laughs> Five dried grams. Let me tell you, our third eye was squeegeed quite cleanly. Wow. And I'm glad they're against the law. Did you know what happened when I took them? I laid in a field of green grass for four hours going, my God, I love everything. <laughs> the heavens parted, God looked down and rained gifts of forgiveness onto my being, healing me on every level, psychically, physically, emotionally. And I realized our true nature is spirit, not body, that we are eternal beings and God's love is unconditional and there's nothing we can ever do to change that. It is only our illusion that we are separate from God or that we are alone. In fact, the reality is we are one with God and He loves us. Now, if that isn't a hazard to this country, you see my point. We're going to keep building nuclear weapons. You know what I mean? What's going to happen to the arms industry when we realize we're all one? <laughs> it's going to fuck up the economy. The economy that's fake anyway. <laughs> Which would be a real bummer. You know, you can see why the government's cracking down on the idea of experiencing unconditional love. Unconditional love, people. That's what it's all about. Unconditional love. That's the goal. I am Andrew for America. This is the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, in a previous podcast, I said that I was going to play some Bill Hicks, a Bill Hicks clip um, for you. And that was it. That was one of that was the one I was thinking of. That's one of many, many, many clips from him that uh, I'm probably going to play for you guys. Um, you know, I I was kind of joking in a previous podcast about you know these politicians need a psychedelic experience <laughs> so that you know it will reveal themselves to them self. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Any of you that have that have got down before, you guys know. You guys know. You know the deal. You know? Gotta be in a good, you know, mental place to be able to accept the gifts that a, psycho, uh, a psychedelic experience will give you. And, you know, Bill Hicks uh, very eloquently explained his experience right there. And uh, I don't know, what's not to love? What's not to love about that, huh? Seems like such a foreign concept, you know? 
everyone having their needs met and, you know, everyone being happy and living in, you know, a world of plenty, you know, a utopia where there's no evil and, you know, it's just, what's the word? Hedonism. <laughs> remember, remember in the Matrix when they had that party and the, oh, it's so the the drums and the the soul and the vibe and everyone's just feeling their animalistic sexual nature just coming out. Oh yeah, free love. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Is that what we want, people? Is that heaven? Is that heaven? Some people, if that if that's if that's your idea of heaven, I, I'm I'm here to tell you that you can experience that. Here on Earth. <laughs> uh, I don't know, people. I don't know. Just thinking thoughts. Um, so, yeah, that's Bill Hicks. Uh, he is one of the best stand-up comedians. Uh, one of my favorites. Um, one of the most uh, brilliant minds in comedy ever. Uh, and probably in social commentary as well. Um... Yeah, so today we're going to kind of talk about, you know, Bill Hicks's message. Uh, I'm going to play uh, some clips from Bill Hicks, and uh, we're going to pay tribute to the man. Some of his, some of his brightest, most brilliant, hilarious moments. Um, so first, though, I'm going to take a break. Uh, let's take a little commercial break and get that out of the way. And then we, we when we come back, people. We're going to have some more Bill Hicks clips, and it's going to be a good time. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right. <clears throat> Welcome back. So, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, in a previous podcast, I was telling you guys about how, you know, it seems like the economy is fake with, you know, fiat currency, and you were listening to uh, Richard Werner uh talk about how centralized banking just, uh, you know, purposefully when they uh, create money out of thin air, uh, it, you know, the unintended or maybe intended consequence is they end up tanking economies. They create huge bubbles, those bubbles burst, and you know the rest. Um, so anyway, moving on. Uh, this next uh, Bill Hicks clip I want to play for you guys, um, he's talking about uh, Clinton and uh bush and uh if you guys know uh if you don't know i'm about to tell you that i don't, I don't know if you guys know this <clears throat> but uh the bush family and bill clinton and the clinton family are very 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 cushy friends like uh i think bill clinton and george hw bush's relationship was so close that like george w bush was like envious about it uh yeah, Clinton and uh, George H. Dub go way back. And anyway, so here's uh, here's Bill Hicks in the, this uh, next clip uh, talking about uh, Clinton and Bush. Take a listen to this. <laughs> and I knew Billy Clinton became one of the boys when he bombed Iraq. Remember that? It was just a little news story for two days. Isn't that interesting? He launched 22 cruise missiles against Baghdad in retaliation for the alleged assassination attempt against George Bush, which failed. We killed six innocent people launching 22, I think, $3 million apiece missiles on Baghdad, killing six innocent people. 
Um, I think that's a little bit overdoing it, if you ask me. Um, you know what we should have done? We should have embarrassed the Iraqis. You know what I mean? Here's how we could do it. We should have assassinated Bush. <laughs> And said, that's how you do it, Towelhead. Don't fuck with us. And see, if Bush had been the one who had died, there would have been no loss of innocent life. (laughs) Uh, Bill Hicks, uh, I forgot to tell you guys, uh, he, he was ruthless. I mean, this guy looked up to, like, Lenny Bruce and Kinnison and, I mean, come on, people. <laughs> Bill Hicks is one of those guys. You guys have all heard his famous, uh, you know, uh, bit. I'm not going to play it for you today, but, you know, the one that's on the Tool record where he's like, you know, you don't think drugs have good, done good things for us? If you don't think dr- drugs have uh, done good things for us, do me a favor. Go home, take all your records, all your tapes, all your CDs, and burn them because the people that created all that music that enhanced your lives over the years were real fucking high on drugs. <laughs> you guys have all heard that one. I don't need to play that clip for you. Um, but here, this next clip uh, is uh, a little two-parter. I think this is from Relentless, where uh, Bill Hicks talks about the news, and then he talks about the war. So... Um, yeah, here we go. I don't understand anything, so there you go. You know my problem? I watch too much news, man. That's my problem. That's why I'm so depressed all the time. I figured it out. I watch too much CNN, man. I don't know if you've ever sat around and watched CNN longer than, say, 20 hours in one day. I don't recommend that. Watch CNN headline news for one hour. It's the most depressing thing you'll ever fucking do. War, famine, death, AIDS, homeless, recession, depression... War, famine, death, AIDS, homeless. Then you look out your window. Where's all this shit happening? Ted Turner's making this shit up, man. Jane Fonda won't sleep with him. He runs to a typewriter. By 1992, we will all die of AIDS. Read that on the air. I don't get laid. No one gets laid. I'm writing, Jane Fonda. Will you fuck this guy so we can get some good news, please? I want to see a well-laid Ted Turner newscast. Hey, it's all going to work out. Here's sports. <laughs> uh, all right, and then here, <clears throat> here's uh, Bill Hicks on The War. Take a listen to this uh, clip. So it's good to be here wherever I am. <laughs> God, since I was here, we had a war. That's pretty fucking weird, huh? A war? Wasn't really a war. You know, a war is when two armies are fighting. So, I don't know if you could call it a war exactly. You know, the Persian Gulf distraction is more like it, I think. Pretty amazing thing, really. Bush turned out to be a major fucking demon. Who would have guessed? Remember when he was first president? He was the wimp president. Do you remember that? Cover a Newsweek. Cover a fucking Newsweek. Wimp president. Apparently, this stuck in this guy's craw a little bit. (laughs) Guy was a dynamite waiting to go off. We surrender. Not good enough. We run away. Too little, too late. Call me a wimp. Come on, fuckers. Come on. (laughs) Hold him back. 
Those guys were in hog heaven over there, man. They had a big weapons catalog opened up. What's G12 do, Tommy? <laughs> See, it says here it destroys everything but the fillings in their teeth. <laughs> Helps us pay for the war effort. Well, fuck, pull that one up. <laughs> pull up G12, please. Cool. What's G13 do? <laughs> Big Sears weapons catalog. <laughs> Weapons for all occasions. <laughs> you know. See, everyone got boners over the technology, and it was pretty incredible watching missiles fly down air vents. Pretty unbelievable. But couldn't we feasibly use that same technology to shoot food at hungry people? <laughs> you know what I mean? Fly over Ethiopia. There's a guy who needs a banana. A stealth banana. <laughs> Smart fruit. <laughs> I don't know. Once again, I was watching the fucking news that really threw me off. It depressed everyone. It's just so scary watching the news, how they built it all out of proportion, like Iraq was ever or could ever possibly, under any stretch of the imagination, be a threat to us whatsoever. But... <laughs> Watching the news, you never would have got that idea. Remember how it started? They kept talking about the elite Republican Guard and these hushed tones, like these guys were the bogeyman or something. Yeah, we're doing well now, but we have yet to face the elite Republican Guard. Like these guys were 12 feet tall desert warriors. Never lost a battle. We shit bullets. Well, after two months of continuous carpet bombing and not one reaction at all from them, they became simply the Republican Guard. <laughs> not nearly as elite as we may have led you to believe. And after another month of bombing, they went from the elite Republican Guard to the Republican Guard to the Republicans made this shit up about there being guards out there. We hope you enjoyed your fireworks show. It was so pretty, and it took our mind off of domestic issues. The Persian Gulf distraction. People said, uh-uh, Bill, Iraq had the fourth largest army in the world. Yeah, maybe, but you know what? After the first three largest armies, there's a real big fucking drop-off, all right? The Harry Krishnas are the fifth largest army in the world. And they've already got our airports, okay? So, I think that's the greater threat right now. Mr. Onionhead in Terminal C is scaring the shit out of me. Get him away from me. What an amazing thing, though. Three... And, uh, and the amazing thing, obviously, the disparity in the casualties. Iraq, 150,000 casualties. USA, 79. Iraq, 150,000, USA, 79. Does that mean if we had sent over 80 guys, we still would have won that fucking thing, or what? 
one guy in a ticker tape parade. I did it. Hey. You're welcome. <laughs> Good work, Tommy. How'd you do it? I pulled up G12. It was in the catalog. Worked like a charm. <laughs> Uh, that, remi that reminds me of that other uh, Bill Hicks quote that I think is also in a Tool record where he's like, uh, Today a young man on acid realizes that all matter is just energy condensed to a slow vibration. <laughs> uh, we realize that we're, you know, life is but a dream and we are the imagination of, our, of ourselves. Here's Tom with the weather. <laughs> uh, oh, Bill Hicks, man. He's one of a kind. He's one of us, people. He, he saw. He saw through all of it. He saw through all the bullshit. I, I would put him in a category with one of the most uh, brilliant intellectual minds uh, of the 20th century. I mean, and, and sadly, he, he was gone too soon. Gone too soon. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, previously, too, and you know, we're talking about the Clinton... Uh, the Clinton years, you know, th that's another reason why I don't uh, have a lot of faith in the stock market, because I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Glass-Steagall Act, uh, but the Glass-Steagall Act, uh, Clinton repealed on his way out of office, uh, and that helped out the big club, that helped, up the, that helped out the big bankers, the big world planner, financiers, that uh, now they could gamble with people's money. It separated uh, and 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 eliminated the regulation between commercial and investment banking. I mean, people do your research on Glass Steagall, and the, you know some people argue that the repealing of the Glass Steagall Act uh, is part of the reason why the 2008 financial crisis occurred. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But you know, all these guys, every president ever since. I mean. Probably LBJ, really. I mean, Nixon was a big club member. Gerald Ford. Uh, Jimmy Carter. You know, who, who would have thought Jimmy Carter was a big club member? He clearly was. We remember the clip where, you know, he was he, him and Kissinger were talking about uh, part of the protocol for their administration was keeping uh, the population uh, at a certain level in the continent of Africa. I mean, come on, people. Like... The big club is, is messed up. They might be a big racist, satanic, you know, ritual performing child, uh, you know, raping, torturing, bunch of psychopathic demons, people. I mean, it's not too far of a stretch of the imagination to put these people into that category. I mean, Bill Hicks has a clip when he talks about Rush Limbaugh, oh my God, and, and Bush. I'm not even going to play it on the show, but boy, he crucifies Rush Limbaugh. Oh, boy. Um, all right, uh, that's, a little, that's a little snapshot into some of my favorite uh, Bill, Bill Hicks uh, clips. Um, love his stance on the news. Love how he eloquently explained to you exactly what I've been trying to talk to you people about since episode one of this podcast uh, about how the news manipulates you and how the big club, you know, sends these these you know I was one of them you know sends these ignorant, poor, uh, 
you know, kids from middle America or kids from, you know, tough backgrounds, you know, those recruiters get them in the military. And then they go over to, you know, Iraq and they unload G12 on people. And they come back and they're, you know, supposed to be heroes. And, you know, as much as I want to have faith in that and I want to believe it, you know, I think I believed it all the way up till maybe World War One. But every conflict since World War Two and past, maybe even World War Two actually, but everything that's happened in this world, the, the American uh, uh, empire has been uh, involved with ever since World War Two has all been, you know, I, I don't want to say that uh, that our soldiers and our, our men and women in uh, our service members um, from all branches, uh, I don't want to say that they died in vain, but I got a lot of suspicions about the people that have no hesitation about sending us to war. You remember how Ronald Reagan talked about Barry Goldwater in 1964. This is a man that could not carelessly send our sons and daughters to to war, to battle. I can't believe, I still can't believe LBJ won that election in a landslide. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, let, let's uh, let's uh, change uh, the subject. Let's switch gears for a minute. Um, I said I wasn't gonna play this clip, but I changed my mind. I want to play this for you guys. Uh, this is uh, the one that Bill Hicks is famous for. You know, drugs have done good things for us. Uh, this is on uh, the Tool record. Uh, I think it's Anima. Uh, here we go. But I'll tell you something honestly about drugs, and I don't think this is said enough anymore, but it's the truth. I had a great time doing drugs. <laughs> Sorry. Never murdered anybody, never robbed anybody, never raped anybody, never beat anybody, never lost a job, a car, a house, a wife, or kids. Laughed my ass off and went about my day. <laughs> Sorry. Now, where's my commercial? How come I don't get a fucking commercial? I'll be the guy holding that skillet on that commercial, man. That ain't a brain. That's breakfast. Let's eat. What have we been up? Five days now? I'm starving. Get the plates and forks out, boys. The brain's almost ready. Woo! It is that very commercial that tells me how completely unhip and unintelligent our fucking government is, that commercial. Here's your brain. Here's your brain on drugs. And you see the guy in that commercial. The guy's got a beer gut. Here's your brain. Here's your brain. Here's your brain on drugs. I've seen a lot of weird shit on drugs, but I have never, ever, ever looked at an egg and thought it was a fucking brain, man. I have seen UFOs split the sky like a sheep, but I have never looked at an egg and thought it was a fucking brain, not once. I have had seven balls of light come off of a UFO, lead me onto their ship, explain to me telepathically that we are all one and there's no such thing as death, but I have never looked at an egg and thought it was a fucking brain, not once. Maybe I wasn't getting good shit. I admit it, I see that commercial, I feel cheated. Hey, where's the stuff that makes eggs look like brains? Did I quit too soon? What is that, CIA stash? 
I'm in. CIA, biggest drug runners in the world. Fact. I'm teasing. Our government's great. Liar. No, they are good people. Suckers of Satan's cock. No, they are good. Well, once again, I recommend a healthy dose of uh, psilocybin mushrooms. Uh, three weeks ago, two of my friends and I went to a ranch in Fredericksburg, yeah, you already heard that. A heroic dose. Five dried grams. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to play that for you guys because it's just another epic, very witty, very brilliant, very intelligent, uh, edgy, controversial, you know, just, just, you know, the man was a prophet. Put him up there with George Carlin and Orwell and Huxley and whoever the fuck else came before us that have been trying to warn us about this shit Forever, forever. It's, um, you know, it's getting to the point where I'm starting to lose faith in humanity. Uh, it, it's rough out there these days. <clears throat> you know? I mean, it's, it's, it's looking like it's trending positive, though. At least, uh, you know, now we get to go out and uh, go to concerts again. Deftones, I get to use my tickets. I, I got to wait till 2022 to go see Rage Against Machine, but I'm sitting on a lot of tickets to a lot of shows that I was really excited to go see. And I think it's going to happen soon. So, you know, I don't know. If it's between getting vaccinated and going out and traveling and living life and all these things, then, you know, I shouldn't have to do it, but I also find it to be a small price to pay. And I don't understand you people that are still like, Get, getting pissed off at restaurants and businesses when you're going out and they're, you know, yeah, the mask mandate is lifted, but, you know, private businesses, private business owners can make their own decisions. And if they want to keep people wearing masks in their establishment, who the fuck are you to tell them that they can't? You know, you're bitching and crying about freedom, oh, freedom, oh, it's fucking tyranny, they're making me oh, wear a mask, oh god. I mean, if you can't even be considerate of other people because you're just so concerned with your freedoms being infringed upon, like, you're not being, people, you're not being threatened, like, <laughs> uh, I don't understand, I don't understand, some of you people are fucking morons, I don't get it, I don't get it, just everybody breathe, okay, everybody breathe. If you don't want to wear a mask when you walk into a restaurant and there's a, a lifted mask mandate and someone that works at that establishment says, hey, you know, we're not going to be the mask police and enforce the rules, you know, enforce it. But our ownership does ask that while you're in our establishment, you wear a mask when moving freely through the building. Okay. If you got a problem with that, and you're one of these people that are going to rip businesses to shreds and bash them in reviews online and leave one-star reviews, pfft, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. Don't ever come back. Don't ever come back. Don't ever come back to my business. If that's your attitude. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I just wanted to throw that in there. It was on my mind, and it's crazy out there. I'm going to go to concerts, though, people. I'm going to go travel. I'm going to get the heck out of here. I'm definitely getting out of Minnesota. I'm not dying in this shithole. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. Do what you got to do, people. But, you know, 
stop acting like you have any say in telling other people what they should be doing. You don't. Shut the fuck up. You have no. If you believe in freedom, then keep your mouth shut. Practice tolerance. You don't have to like it, but you have to deal with it and you have to accept it. That's just the way it is. And if you're a coward about catching COVID, stay the fuck home, you stupid idiot, moron, buffoon, imbecile. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And now I'm going to let Bill Hicks end the show today. Here is Bill Hicks with his bit about the John F. Kennedy assassination. Feel free to send me an email, andrewforamerica1984 at gmail.com. We are practicing calm for the rest of this episode. Be well, and please present us with your vaccination passport in order to move through the premises. I know, I know people, it's coming. I know, I know, it's tough. The Hegelian dialectic is working. And this is one of those first hard choices. I keep telling you people, you're going to have to start making very soon. This is the first one. The mask thing, people, is one small usurpation out of many small usurpations over time that are intended to slowly infringe upon your freedoms. I get it. I believe in that. I get it. But people, you got to prioritize. You got to pick your battles. You got to focus on the big problems and don't worry so much about the small problems. Okay? That's what they want us to do. They don't want us focus focusing on the big shit. They want to divide and conquer us. And this progressive identity politics you got all inclusive we believe in equity for all at any cost regardless of any pragmatic rational thought whatsoever that's they want you that that's the prison for your mind that's the holding pattern that's where you're just going to sit there and you know oh gosh oh man you know the show oh i believe in everything that the big club tells me oh i'm in the matrix people This has been episode 34 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Thank you for listening. And here we are. Here we go. Ending the show today, Mr. Bill Hicks on the Kennedy assassination. Well, I love talking about Kennedy assassination, man. That's my favorite topic. You know why? Why? Because to me, it's a great archetype example of how the totalitarian government who rules this planet partitions out information in such a way that we, the masses, are forced to base our conclusions on erroneous... Oh, I'm sorry, wrong meeting. I thought this was the meeting uh, at the docks, no? Oh, shit, that's tomorrow night, all right. Everyone followed that. That's the frightening fucking thing. Everyone here is going, uh-huh. God damn it. Are we that cynical? Yes, we are, Bill. We will take any blow you give us. God.
We too will be at the meeting at the docks tomorrow, you fucker. But I, I love candy, man. I was just down in, uh, just up in wherever. I was just in Dallas. And, uh, you know, you can go to uh, the sixth floor of the school book depository. Do you know it's a museum called the Assassination Museum? Do you know that? True. I believe named that after the assassination. I can't be sure of the chronology here. But, but it's really weird. You can actually, uh, they have the window set up to look exactly like it did on that day. And it's really accurate, you know, because Oswald's not in it. <laughs> Yeah, so. I don't know who did their research, but I'm talking painstaking detail. It's true, man. It's called the sniper's nest, and it's all glassed in with the boxes sitting there. You can't actually get to the window. And the reason they did that, of course, they didn't want thousands of American tourists getting to that window each year, you know, going... No fucking way! I can't even see the road! Oh my god, they're lying! It's a giant totalitarian government that rules the planet via the airwaves, partitioning off information in such a way. There's no fucking way, man. Not unless Oswald was hanging by his toes, upside down from the ledge. Surely someone would have seen this. Either that or some pigeons grabbed onto him and flew him over the motorcade. You know, there was rumors of anti-Castro pigeons seen drinking in bars the night before the assassination. Someone overheard them saying, coo, coo. Get on your We Hate Puns high horse. Fuck you. That is the best goddamn pun you will ever hear. Oh, <laughs> That's kind of a rotten trick to make a pun out of that one. I'd say it's interesting, man, talking about Kennedy assassination, because to me it really is it's an incredible example of something. I don't know what yet. It's pretty engrossing to me. But uh, people's attitudes, it's just incredible to me, you know? People come up to me, Bill, quit talking about Kennedy, man. Let it go.